What's up, guys? This is Johnny Tacos. I am here with another origin stories with a good friend of mine, Mr. Chris Howell. Uh, we're going to talk about his music and his life growing up, as well as this beautiful song that, that we're going to play for you today. So please uh, sit sit down, get you the, the best iced tea, make sure it's sweet. Don't use any of that adjective stuff. Make sure it's real sugar. And uh, just sit back and enjoy. Here we go. This is Origin. Origin. All right. Thank you. See, see, I got all this applause here. All this. I've been wanting to use that button forever, and I'm like. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm in a happy kind of mood today. God has blessed me to be above six feet above than six feet below. And my happiness, you know what I want to do? I want everybody to please, you know, pray for Ukraine. Make sure, you know, make sure you add them into your prayer list, uh, your ch churches, add them to your prayer chain because they're going through a lot. And, and it's not only Ukraine. We have, uh, we have, thousands and thousands of Christians all through other countries that are being repressed and living um, a, a nightmare through uh, un, un hell of their own. So, you know, keep them in their prayers and in their prayers and uh, pray for God to uh, shine a light over there of protection. But, um, you know, that's all I wanted to say before I got uh, Chris on the line here. So uh, let's all uh, give him a, a round of applause. Hey, Chris. Look at you. Look, calm down, guys. Calm down. Calm down, guys. All right. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. I, I got all these new sounds. I'm getting all excited about it. Hey, Chris, how you doing, buddy? Uh, doing great, Johnny. Thanks so much for having me on your program today. It's been a couple months since we uh, put it down, get it set up, and now we're here. And I see your beautiful house, which is a little bit more lit up than mine. Mine's in the deep, dark crevices of my wife's uh, uh, craft room, which is the taco lounge for right now until I get make my own room here pretty soon. Hopefully, one of the birds will fly away, uh, a.k.a. children. I still love you, children. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just need my own room. Please, please. Uh, okay, enough about me, and I'm rambling on. Um, so, so where are you at? Where, where do you live? I live in Maryland. I'm originally from New York, but, uh, you know, it's funny when people ask me that, where are you or where are you from? Sometimes it's difficult to answer because I grew up in New York, currently live in Maryland, but I've lived all over the world, uh, serving as a missionary in lots and lots of different countries. But currently in Maryland, this is the longest I've ever been in one place. So you were from Poughkeepsie, 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 little town called Wappingers Falls. Oh, okay. I was like, you know, I, I was thinking where I'm from, Waxahachie was a weird name. <laughs> I'm like, then you go up north and you start seeing more and more different, longer names. Well, I just like to tell people I'm from the land of good pizza. Oh yeah. Well, don't get me started. I'm getting hungry. I might order me some pizza now. Thank you. Subliminal messages get pizza get pizza okay so growing up um as a child uh, uh, were you a seventh day um christian yes i'm i'm actually a third generation seventh day adventist uh grew up going through christian schools uh preschool kindergarten elementary school high school graduated from college with a degree in religion um, straight out of college, went uh, to Ethiopia, Africa, where um, we spent four years serving as missionaries. Um, I was teaching auto mechanics and business, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm a third generation Seventh Day Adventist. So, um, so the at home uh, Christianity was a major part of the house, correct? It was growing up. Um, um, very, very conservative uh, childhood, you know, attended very, very traditional 
churches. And uh, interestingly, the the style of music that I'm writing now is not at all what I grew up with. But uh, yeah, it um, go, going to church and and uh, growing up in a spiritual home was was definitely you know a very significant part of my growing up years. So uh, with that with that upbringing. Uh, was it was it a battle in school growing up uh, to be a Christian? Because uh, I know they they take um, they take the Christianity out of school nowadays. But uh, I don't know. Um, where, did you grow up in a public school, or was it was it a like like a Catholic school or something like that, similar to that? Well- Private no, school. never, never. I never attended any public schools, always was in Christian schools. But um, because of my beliefs, uh, for example, we observe, we believe in and observe the Sabbath on the seventh day. And because of that, growing up, there were a lot of activities that I was not able to participate in, uh, could be sporting events or what have you, because they would uh, take place on the Sabbath. Um so, yeah, so that that was a bit of a challenge, but uh, again, I I didn't uh, I I never attended public schools or anything like that, so that was not an issue for me. Okay, um, so going through school, then you went to college. Uh, what college did you go to? Went to Atlantic Union College in Massachusetts, where I graduated with a degree in religion. Okay, and. With with that going on, did that did that pique your interest in music uh, going through, or have you always had a, a an interest in, in in the musical arts? Well, what's interesting, I I studied piano when I was in elementary school. Probably started in maybe sixth or seventh grade. Um, I think I studied piano for maybe three or four years, but my piano teacher was very insistent on teaching me classical music. My mother, on the other hand, wanted me to learn to play uh, hymns so I could play in church. And I was like, is anybody interested in what I want to play? I wanted to play rock and roll. That was what I liked. But um, so eventually I lost interest in the piano, really didn't get back into it much until probably around the year 2000 when I started attending a, uh, a more contemporary um, Christian church, Seventh-day Adventist church in our area, where the music was more contemporary. Um, bought myself a keyboard, a synthesizer, and wanted to get involved with playing at church. And what was interesting I went and approached the the music director at that church, and I said, "Hey, I'd, I'd I'd like to join your music team here." And he said, "Okay, well, let's uh, let's have a little uh, interview." And when I showed up, he put some sheet music in front of me, and he said, "Play this." Well, I've never been able to sight read very well, so I did didn't do very well at all. And he looked at me, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, you will never play in this church. <laughs> probably, wow. yeah, it was quite quite, quite the statement. But probably a year later, a good friend of mine by the name of Emmanuel Osuya was forming a praise team at the church. And somehow he found out that I had expressed interest, and he said, hey, we need a keyboard player. So I went and joined, and at the time, I probably knew how to play maybe three or four chords. And it's a little embarrassing to look back at at how I did, but from there, I just grew. I, I taught myself uh, to, to more chords and eventually taught myself how to play from chord sheets, and it just grew. And... Um, Continued, I, I played on different praise teams at the church uh, for quite a few years, actually led a, led a praise team at my church for 11 years. And then for maybe another five or six years after that, I played on additional praise teams. Also played in a band called Mark Chapter 5. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I got into it. It was just something that, that grew gradually um, the hard way. Okay, so... You growing up, you were a rock and roll guy, so you loved a lot of the secular rock and roll music, such as you know, uh, 
uh, what I'm, you know, Kiss or, uh, you know, Leonard Skinner, uh, bands like that. Did you grow up? Listening yeah, de- definitely. I'm definitely a child of the eighties. Uh, the, the, the classic rock, um, sticks journey, you know, anything, a lot of the music that had lots of keyboards, uh, which is what inspired my interest in keyboards. But yeah, that's, uh, that, that was definitely my musical influence. So, um, so you, you brought that, you brought that, that, that love of that type of uh, genre of music and with uh, the, the Christian music. And that's what you wanted to make. You wanted to make some kind of fusion kind of, uh, kind of songs. Well, here's, what's interesting. I didn't really want to make any songs. I, I didn't know anything about, I didn't know enough about music to even be able to write songs. I, I was just uh, doing the best I could to learn to play songs that we were doing in church. And it's a very, very interesting story about how my first song came about. Uh, if, if Is this a good time to share yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. It, it was uh, back, I believe, in the year 2005. I was attending a worship conference with my wife uh, out in California at the Saddleback Church, Rick Warren's church. Who, Rick Warren wrote the book, The Purpose Driven Life. And at the time, I was building a brand new business. It was very, very stressful trying to get the business established. And we would be sitting in this worship conference, and every few minutes, my phone would ring, and I would have to step out to take the phone call. And it was just, it was incredibly frustrating to me that I couldn't enjoy the worship conference. Well, that evening, after the the first day, I, I happened to say to my wife, in, in the hotel room, I said, I'm not enjoying this. I said, I am so stressed about having to deal with the business and take all of these phone calls. I can't even enjoy the, the, the worship conference. So she said a prayer. Her prayer, she said, God, you know how stressed Chris is. Please put a song in his heart and, you know, to take his stress away. And that was basically her prayer in the hotel room. Well, the next day we went to the worship conference, walked in and sat down. And sure enough, within a few minutes, my phone rang again. So I got up, stepped outside to take the call. You know, I'm really frustrated in in a pretty lousy mood. After I finished the call, I'm getting ready to walk back inside the conference. And I, I literally heard a voice say, sit down. So I looked around like, who said that? There was nobody there, but I sat down. Then I heard that voice say, take out a, a pen and paper. So I took out a, a, a pen and the only paper I had was the hotel receipt in my back pocket. I sat down and I just started writing. I was writing furiously. As I'm writing, there's a tune that's being given to me at the same time. And so I'm trying to write and find a way to document this tune. So I didn't know how to do musical notation. So I did a series of dashes that went up and down to show the change in the music. And I'm just writing furiously. And then I start writing verse two. Then I'm writing a chorus. Then after the chorus, I'm writing a bridge. I don't even know what a bridge is. After the bridge, I write a key change and I finish the song. The entire thing took about 10 minutes. When I was finished, I put the paper and pen down and I sat there and I was literally shaking. Like I just wrote a song. I I, I went back in, told my wife about it. Again, didn't didn't really think too much about it. Well, uh, about a year later or six months, a year later, whatever it was, I found out that that same church, the Saddleback Church, they were having a songwriting contest. So I figured, let me submit this song. So I took the song to our praise team at church and I said, hey guys, here's a song that I wrote. Um, Here's kind of how it goes. And I did my best to teach the praise team the song. Well, we recorded it. I sent it into the Saddleback Church. And again, I basically forgot about it. Well, probably another six months later, I got a phone call from the Saddleback Church and they said, we've got some great news. They said, your song has, has uh, won an award. I said, and we'd like, yeah, we'd like to fly you out here and, and present the award to you. 
So what they did is they professionally produced the song. Uh, the name of the song is You, Lord. And in front of about when I, I flew out there and in front of about 3000 people, they brought me up on stage, presented me with an award for the song, gave me a nice plaque with a CD on it. And then I, I went and sat back down. Worship Leader magazine then got up on stage and said, we'd like to announce something extra special. We had a contest in which there were over 10,000 song submissions, and we've chosen a song written by Chris Howell called You, Lord, to win the contest, and we're going to be producing it on one of our CDs as well. So that song went on to win two awards. It's been produced um, on three different albums, been played on radio uh, all over the world. I, I've had people call me and say, hey, dude, your song's on the radio. Churches in Japan have contacted me. They're using the song. Well, here's what's interesting. The very first um, verse in the song says, there's a song in my heart a reflection of my faith that comes from the joy of the Lord. Now, let's go back to my wife's prayer in the hotel room. Her prayer for me was, God, put a song in his heart. And that was the, that's the first verse of the song, that there's a song in my heart. So I had never written a song before. Uh, but the very first song that I wrote, you know, again, went on to, to receive awards and released on several different albums. I can't, I can't take any of the credit for that. That was totally a God thing. Yeah. To his glory. Uh, it's, it's just, it's amazing how that, that song was made and in 10 minutes he had, he had spoke to you. You just started, you, you're writing it down. Like, like you're writing down a, a book in the Bible. You're writing down. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. Are you sure you want me? Right? Okay. You're the boss. You know, you're writing it down. You're doing this, the bridge. You know what? I never knew what a bridge was until I started doing lighting for concerts and they go, make sure you get the bridge part coming up. So I, I understand exactly what, what you mean about that. And how did you feel when you started getting people calling from what you said, Japan, you, you had all, it was overseas. You started getting recognition and, you started, uh, started. People started giving you awards, and, and you know, you seem you're a humble man. I, I can already tell you're a humble man. You know, you're like, well, you know, it's not me. It's you know, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. But you know, back in you got to be a little bit uh, happy about that achievement for yourself too, because the Lord gave you that gift. Uh, but you know, that gift is not your for you. Your that gift is for everybody else. But you know you should. Um, I know you. You got to be ecstatic or or happy uh, to to be a part of that. One one thing I know is that I did a good job of holding the pen because God did all the writing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and and you got you did a good job of finding the right pen that kept writing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so going uh, through this. Um, uh, writing music and learning to uh, to do it all, all on yourself. Um, you're you're actually a business owner, which the religious degree did not go really well with uh, what you're doing now, right? You know what's interesting? Um, yes, I I am a owner of a very successful business. Uh, actually, own um, several different businesses, but interestingly, I've never had a business class in my life. I've just done lots and lots of reading. Uh, you're absolutely right. Having a degree in religion, that's a good thing, but that has not been of a lot of benefit and value in my business, other than maybe helping me restrain myself when dealing with some difficult customers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what, what business is that? I, I'll plug your business in. Hey, uh, sure. I, I own a carpet and rug dyeing business. Um, uh, the website is colorfulcarpets.com. Basically, what we do, uh, the bread and butter of our business is fixing bleach spots on carpet so that people don't have to replace it. But we can go in and restore an entire carpet back to its original color, change the carpet to a completely new color. 
Um, it is uh, guaranteed permanent for the life of the carpet, and it's about 75% less than the cost of replacing it. We also have a very interesting niche of where we uh, perform complete color restorations on Persian rugs by airbrushing them. Wow. That seems like a lot, uh, a lot of time and a lot of effort and, and it's, it's cheaper too, you know, it's cheaper than going to a factory and buying a whole, uh, mess of brand new carpet. So it's more cost effective, not cheaper. It's more cost effective. And I, I, I did everything hardwood. I, I just trans, uh, because I, we have dogs with a lot of dog traffic and all that. So I just made it hardwood. So I can I I can imagine because um, I used to there, there was all kinds of fluids and all that. So you said you can pretty much just just the bleach spots or what about wine? You know, somebody drops wine. Wine um, is not a sin. You can have well, one glass of wine. <laughs> we we can actually remove any stain. We guarantee that we can remove any stain even if carpet cleaners are not able to, because we have the option of actually being able to bleach out that stain and then re-dye the, the area. Um, so yeah, the carpet business, um, we've been, I, I've owned and operated the business for 22 years. Fortunately, I'm pretty much hands-off in that business now. What I do with my time is I travel all over the country, actually all over the world teaching um, teaching people interested in learning the, the skill. So all over the world, um, a couple of weeks, I'm headed over to the UK to teach there, but I've literally Australia, New Zealand, Turkey, Afghanistan, Dubai, Canada, all over Europe. Um, I, I travel all over the world teaching classes. Um, I also own another business. It, it's actually more of a ministry that I call living, it's living water. It's a, a, a natural uh, spring water business, but it's more of a ministry where on the label, I explain, you know, that Jesus is the true living water. And, you know, if we're, if we're chasing after things in this world, things like alcohol, sex, drugs, money, these are things that don't satisfy and they leave us thirsty. So we keep going back to them. But when we accept the water that Jesus has to offer, the true living water, he says, we will never thirst again. Um, so that's another business, but it's more of a ministry. I'm reverse tithing on this, which means 90% of, of any money that comes in goes back into ministry. And I just keep 10% to keep the business running. Yeah, because uh, materials are not cheap, knowing that uh, my wife has a, has a couple of businesses, too, and yeah material is not cheap <laughs> so right. um with, with that you also are a uh, a black belt in judo correct yes i've uh, been studying martial arts uh and i'm an instructor i've been been uh doing judo for 26 years that's uh another passion of mine Keeps me in good shape, uh, lots of discipline, and uh, not to mention it's an extremely effective form of self-defense in which I've had to use it five times in real life situations. Yeah, so I could, I can actually, I can see a commercial with your carpet dyeing. It says, "Come to uh, what the name of is colorful carpets will judo chop any stain." <laughs> there you go. I love it. There you go. There's your, there, there's your new saying. Uh, I'll be waiting for the check in the mail. A whole 15 cents. A whole 15 cents. <laughs> uh, so back to uh, music, uh, which is one of the reasons why we're having this interview is because you had this one song you wanted me to hear. And when I heard it, uh, it, it it's, it's awestruck. You know, it's, it's, it's a very well-written song and your daughter you said your daughter was singing this and she has a voice of an angel it's it's a it's a very beautiful and we're going to listen to it soon but i want to hear the story behind this song well the the name of the song is hashem kadosh which is hebrew uh and it means he is holy um, Hashem, uh, Kadosh, it, that's a term that is reserved only for the father. And it means he is. 
So I chose that name because the the chorus of the song is "He is Holy," and I just, I wanted something a, a unique name. I didn't. There's probably umpteen other songs out there named "He is Holy." So the song was again was absolutely inspired. I remember just sitting down at the piano with uh, a tune in mind. Um, usually, I, I, I usually write lyrics first, and then I try to put a tune with it. With Hashem Kadosh, it was actually the tune that was inspired first. Then I wrote out the lyrics, did my best to try to put it together, but quickly realized, okay, this is above my level. So I sought out the help of a very close friend of mine, Felipe. Uh, he's Brazilian, and I'm going to murder his last name, Pacaniela, I believe. Felipe, my apologies if I'm saying your name wrong. But he, he is a gifted musician. He and I have played together quite a bit in different bands. And he now owns a music production business. So I approached him, presented him with the concept, and he said, yeah, I like it. Let's work with it. Well, this ended up becoming an enormous project. It was five months in the making and hundreds and hundreds of hours of work day and night. Um, Interestingly, Hashem Kadosh has somewhere around 180 different tracks in it. And if you're familiar with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, that's about how many tracks Bohemian Rhapsody has. So this song has so many tracks that it, it literally fried Felipe's computer. And he said, dude, can I get like an advance on you for, for the song? Because I need to get a new computer. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we, uh, again, hundreds and hundreds of hours of working on it. My youngest daughter, uh, I had to convince her to sing the song. Or originally, I recorded her on my computer using GarageBand in the basement, gave that to Felipe, and he said, oh, dude, she's got the perfect voice for this. So we went into a professional recording studio, laid down all of the vocal tracks, uh, then Felipe worked some of his magic, and we then recruited uh, four other professional singers to provide echoes, harmonies, and a massive choir sound for the uh, for for the choruses, and especially for the ending of the song, which is kind of a unique twist on the doxology. Yeah, uh, which uh, we'll listen to that here um, shortly. Um, what I wanted to touch face, uh, you have two daughters and you've been married for what? 33 years. Uh, just about that. Yes. Uh, that's right. So, um, uh, where did y'all meet? You know, how, how did y'all meet? Did y'all meet through, uh, through church or. Uh, actually my wife and I met the very first day of college, the very first class uh, we, we met in the very first class, first day of college for both of us sitting in the back row, because I was always a rebel. She arrived to class a little bit late. The only seat left in the classroom was next to me. She sat down and, uh, her version of the story is that I leaned over as we were working on our assignment. And I said, what you writing? My version is that I was a perfect gentleman. And I said, is there anything that I can do to help you? <laughs> so we, we met the first day of college, um, developed a relationship a, a few months later. And uh, our second year of college, we actually took a f the entire year off and went and served as student missionaries together on an island in the South Pacific, where we were. Uh, I went there as a builder. She was there as a school teacher. But we spent a year together there on that island, came back, and I believe it was two years later, we were married in 1989. Awesome. You don't really see that. You don't really see marriages that last that long anymore. Um, so y'all were missionary. And you had told me before, y'all you're, you're, did a lot of missionary work. You've been all over the world, just about all over the world. Um, so... With with this, uh, did any of that uh, going going around um, inspire any more music? 
Definitely. Um, a lot of the music that I've written has been inspired by uh, cultural influences. Um, some of my music, you know, again, you can hear, I, I wrote a song a couple of months ago called The Burning Flame, which has definitely that 80s classic rock feel to it. But um, yeah, but the, the songs, I, I, I don't usually sit down and, and with the intention of writing a song. I can be sitting somewhere in church. I wrote another song called House of Prayer. I remember sitting in church. I think this would have been maybe in 1990s. Or what am I saying? No, sorry, 2000, 2007 or 2008. Sitting in church, somebody got up to pray and he's, he said, God, it's so good to be here with you in your house of prayer. And as soon as he said house of prayer, I thought house of prayer. And all of a sudden, as he's praying, all of these lyrics are being given to me. So as soon as the prayer was finished, I raced back to my seat. I took out a church bulletin and started writing out lyrics. And as I'm writing the lyrics, a tune was given. And uh, that's been one of my most, most popular and loved songs that I've written, House of Prayer. It was one of my dad's favorites. And I had the privilege of being able to play that song at my dad's funeral two years ago. Yeah, I, I bet you he, he was looking above and very proud of you and was was really you know touched by by having that as a sending off to the to the to the mansion he, he's setting it up there getting it ready for all y'all to get to come up um it, it's amazing to listen to how uh musicians find um how how they they stop and they listen to what god tells them to do and you follow what uh, god's plan and how it unravels and 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 it just shows the big picture that that God is almighty that God is he is the great I am and whatever he does is perfect and if you go by exactly what he does you're going to have this perfect music which which we're about to play here in a few minutes uh, I, I want to go. I want to go back to something you asked about, kind of the inspiration for Hashem Kadosh. I I need to to make mention that the real inspiration for both the Burning Flame and for Hashem Kadosh was God's intervention and deliverance in my life. I dealt with a twenty year addiction to alcohol, alcoholism. I, back in two thousand and ten, I spent a month in rehab. But God loved me so much that he never gave up on me. He reached down to me where I was. And he said, I love you. This is not the plan that I have for you. And he revealed to me the plan that he does have for me. And that's, that's the real inspiration for Hashem Kadosh. Probably my favorite lyric in the song is, um, so come, play, come, come take your place at the table in the place he's prepared for you. A feast spread out in your wilderness, he knows what you're going through. You know, that 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 gives you like a little bit of, my hair got up and listening, hearing you say that. Um, it's, we, we all go through our trials. Um, you know, we're not perfect. We, we were made in this image. We weren't an exact carbon copy of everything that's him. Uh, so we're we're human. We we have our own addictions that we fight, and and God is a, a miracle. He he does miracles everywhere. You know, he got you uh, through that that season of alcohol to um, make this beautiful song here. Um, he 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 never gives up on us. He he just never gives up on us. And you know, the real turning point for me was when I when I realized. I've been drinking the the wrong water my entire life, you know, wh whether it's alcohol or whatever it is that we're chasing after. If we're not accepting Jesus as the true living water, we're going to thirst again. And so we're just going to keep going back to that same stuff again and again. So the, 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 the true living water, that's what changes us. That's what inspires music that can change the world. And speaking of uh, living water, you just uh, redid your baptism uh, a couple months ago, right? 
Yes, I, I was rebaptized on January 29. Um, just something I chose to do. It's it's not a requirement or anything in you know in my church, but I I just wanted to for, for myself and to to signify my recommitment to to God for for never giving up on me. And uh, just for everybody to know, you don't have to have a frequent bapt, uh, baptizing uh, card to go to heaven. You know, uh, you take the the plunge when you're ready to let the old you die and the new you uh, in Christ uh, come out of the water. And uh, when I was baptized and when I came out of the water, I felt this unimaginable amount of emotion that, that just surrounded me and I just like embraced my pastor and then embraced my other pastor. Both of them were there. I was so honored to have them there with me. And my, my uh, youngest son took the plunge too. And it, it's just, it's uh, when you, when you start filling your body up with the living water, you start feeling that fullness and that fullness, you want to overflow. Oh, I'm over here, like moving my hands. Like it's not a video. I'm moving my hands and beating up my, equipment but uh it it over you get overflown and you want to pour out to others it's like hey i i'm i'm full with uh living water you need some you need some here here is jesus christ here you need to tell more about jesus here you go here you go and um it's it's just amazing how how you see and you start seeing others start other seeds start planting and other seeds uh, and then they grow and then they bear fruit and then, uh, you know, so on, so on, so on with the word of, of Jesus Christ, you know, as our savior. Um, I just had to say that because I was, um, you know, baptism, um, to be baptized, you know, it's a, it's showing your commitment that you're full, you're ready to jump into the, you, you want to go head first, just, just, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to, to, to give my life to the Lord you know, dump me in that water, put me in that water, raise me up. I want to feel that fire coming up. So, and uh, you know, that's why I had to, I had to say that, you know, you just got recently baptized, but, um, no, yeah, I, I want, I want to share something with you because you're, you're going to have a lot of listeners that are struggling with something, struggling with some type of addiction. My entire story, my testimony of deliverance is on my living water website. Um, the, the website, it's just living water, MD, like MD for Maryland or medical doctor, livingwatermd.com. If anybody wants to read the story of how God never gave up on me and how he reached out to me at the lowest point in my life, um, the whole story is there. I just want, I want to share that not as a plug for, for the business or the ministry, but more as a way of letting other people know that God never gives up on us. Amen. Amen. Okay. Before we uh, play the song, um, just want to let you know that if you have a testimony and you need, uh, and God needs you to um, spill it out, uh, you are more than welcome to come to my email. Um, I have that sh the new show, uh, Taco Tuesday Testimonials. And uh, y'all are more than welcome to come on there and, and talk to me, um, and I'll um, get you on the show. So I just wanted to plug that real fast uh, before I hit my commercials. So here, here is the commercial. You ever wonder why a guy would promote a woman's clothing called Confidence Shop? Because Devonair Gentleman isn't here yet. But if you're a lady, and I know you're a lady, and you want to look like a million dollars, please come and see the nice ladies at Confidence Shop. Tell them Johnny sent you, and Trudy will find that right look to make anybody's head turn around. They are located in Waxahachie, but they have a Facebook page called Confidence Shop. Thanks, Confidence Shop, for giving my wife a reason to make her closet overflow with great clothes. And now, Hashem Kandash by Chris Howell, sung by his lovely daughter, Camelia.
All right. Hey, Chris, that song is a inspiration to a lot of people that that are a lot that are lost and they seem to need to hear the word of God to to know that he is, you know, uh, he is the great I am. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the one that wrote the book on their life. Um, and they needed a, a, a good, a great song like this. And I do so much appreciate and I am honored to hear this song with you. So, um, with, with this going on, do you have, uh, do you have any events planned, um, for your music, for your daughter to come up, come out and sing in front of millions and billions of people? Well, interesting you should say that because just yesterday I submitted the song to the Brooklyn Tabernacle in in New York City because they have this massive, beautiful choir and an orchestra. And it would be a dream of mine for, for them to be willing to perform that song in the Brooklyn Tabernacle. And my dream is that my daughter, Camelia, who was singing, would be invited to be a guest vocalist accompanied by their, by their choir. You know, I, I can actually, I can actually, uh, see that with the, with the big orchestra in the back and the, the, the choir singing with the chorus and, and she's singing it, uh, singing lead. I can actually see that. I, I, it's it's pretty much as, as exciting as the uh, Metallica when they did the uh, string arc, uh, the string. Uh, what is it? The uh, Philharmonics was it? Yeah, uh, the S and M um, cover of it. Um, so I can actually see it. I'm I'm I've been in the listen. I've been a, a lover of music all my life, and I and I can pretty much. Uh, I have a huge imagination, so I can actually see that actually being uh, with that huge uh, ensemble of uh, musicians and and uh, choir. So uh, Here, I'll be here's something interesting. Something interesting, Johnny. When when this song was being produced, every time I would listen to it, I would just literally break down in tears, especially when all the choirs come in. I, I would just have this vision of throngs and hundreds of thousands of angels coming down right next to my daughter and surrounding her, lifting their voices together. And e even my producer, you know, producers, they deal with hundreds, if not thousands of songs. My producer just released a video on TikTok a few days ago where he's the song is playing in the background and he's singing and and he wrote on there this song made me break down crying and he said when i was producing it and he said that doesn't happen very often so i know there's a powerful message in this song uh, uh this vision of just angels coming down and surrounding us and lifting their voices together with us in praising the name of god yeah because um, I forgot what, what, um, uh, I forgot what, uh, verse it was, um, not verse, but, uh, you know, a Bible verse, um, where, where it says the, the heaven and the, and the earth all sing out to the Lord. You know, he is, he is almighty. I, I, I'm, that's I'm paraphrasing, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing something. I know it's there cause I, I've heard it. Uh, I heard a, a pastor talk about it. It's just, I'm getting old. I'm, uh, uh, you might not see, there is gray in my beard somewhere. You know, <laughs> it's not as distinguished as you. You got that debonair kind of gentleman kind of goatee going on. And me, I'm looking like uh, I should be in Duck Commander and Duck Dynasty. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I can see that. It, and when when Jesus comes back, it's it's going to be just like that. It's going to be awesome. It's it's going to be. Uh, I can't even I can't even describe the feeling. Just getting so excited, you know. Uh, we need him back. Uh, 
years and years and years ago we needed him to come back especially with uh the politics and everything that's going on um in the world today and uh i tell you one thing it's um i i can go and speak hours and hours about uh what's going on in the world today that is totally against god and um god's word so i can i can go on that and that and that which i'll i'll do it in my own my my talk show i have a actual show coming up talking about that uh so if you if y'all would just um listen to it and just wear some steel toe shoes because i'm gonna step on people's feet i'm gonna step on them feet i'm i i got uh got my football cleats on so it's gonna be it's gonna be an awakening uh show so and, and i'll have some uh my pastor buddies, um, they're going to be uh, speaking on that as well. But back here's to- something interesting for you, Johnny. Yes, and I I believe that in heaven we're going to hear instruments that we've never even heard of or imagined. You know, the the instruments that we know, instruments that man has created. In heaven, I believe there are going to be billions and billions and trillions of instruments that we've never even heard before, sounds that we couldn't even imagine, colors that we have never seen before. I mean, heaven, that, that's what heaven is going to be like. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a rush to go to heaven. I'm excited about it because I still feel God has plans for me here. Uh, you know, not only as me being a father protecting my children, but spreading his word through this podcast and all that. But I can just imagine because my grandparents are up there now. Um, my dad's up there now. And uh, I can see them just getting everything ready where we're all just one family. There, there's no enemies. There's no no uh, shaming. There's no uh, hate, hateful, um, hateful thoughts there. It's just nothing but love. And that's all God is. God is love and God is, God is life and love. And, uh, when you get up there, uh, like, like was that only if, if I can only imagine where, I don't know if I'll sing to you or just be in awe and just, just look at you, just what, uh, just want to can't get my eyes off of you, you know, just that love feeling. So, Amen. um, well, it is an honor to have you on this show. It's been a couple of months in the making. Um, this, I'm just, I'm just excited to hear more from you, hear more music um, produced. Um, she need, she needs to be on more music. She has that voice. She has a really, really great voice. So you can tell her, the Taco Man approves of her, her of her singing. The Taco Man approves. Uh, um, so I don't know of any better endorsement than the taco man. So I, I'll like, share that with her. for, for that. You, you too can have uh, a taco of whatever you want. You can have fajita taco. Uh, you know, I only give fajita tacos to, to family and good friends. And you can have some fajita tacos if y'all ever come over here to Texas. So, um, uh, want to thank you, Chris, for being on the show. Um, uh, go uh, visit him on Facebook. Um, you have um, uh, Living Waters um, with his company, his uh, ministry, his water ministry uh, slash water drinking, uh, Living Waters. Uh, you can also um, go to www.colorfulcarpets.com to um, see what kind of... Uh, company he does with uh dyeing the carpets and you can pr- probably see him you probably have videos of him judo chopping the carpet that that would be that would that would give you so many listeners i mean not listeners so many followers watching watching you judo chop a, a carpet I, I i would be i would i would love to see that uh you know you got to send me a thing he's like here no more stain judo chop so <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for for being here. Um, what I like to do is have my guest pray us out. Uh, would you be honored? Uh, please. Thank you so much. God, we just take this time just to lift up your holy name to praise you, to say thank you for never giving up on us. 
thank you for making that living water available to us that satisfies so that we never thirst again. Thank you for the gift of music. Music is the language of emotion. Thank you so much for all of your blessings to us. We, we commit all of these gifts and talents to you and pray that you would use them in a mighty way to, to reach out to all of your children here on this earth so that we can all be together with you for eternity in your kingdom. I pray all of this in the holiest name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you to all the listeners that listen to me on a daily basis. You are the glue that keeps this weird podcast together. All the new listeners that just accidentally stumbled upon and thinking it is a cooking show. It is not a food for your belly. It's a food for your soul. Uh, you, you're not here by accident. God has sent you here to listen to either my testimony or my guest testimony or even listen, get moved by their music. So thank you again for showing up. Um, I hope y'all have a blessed day and we all love you and you're not alone. If you're, if you're feeling alone, uh, just contact me on Facebook, talk to me on Facebook, uh, or, uh, just go into your little, um, your prayer space and talk to God and God will listen. But don't just do all the talking sometimes just like me i like to talk a lot if you just be quiet uh, he'll talk to you so thank you guys have a great great day <laughs>